All right, I'll try and keep this one within five minutes. And the last one went a little bit long. Let's go to um, Acts 3, where Peter and John were going to the temple. It says they were going to the temple to pray. And they did something there where they weren't all prayed up. They were just walking to the temple. And these are men that had been changed by Jesus. And they didn't let their change, they didn't let it stay inward, right? They didn't keep their change hidden in. They let it out. It's not, sir, I don't have any, I don't have any money. But what I do have, I'm going to give to you. Be healed in the name of Jesus, right? Now. And we, we, go, we go down the, the whole rabbit hole as far as how that works and, and the renewal of the mind and having faith for miracles and healing. But the biggest, the biggest component that I think almost every Christian could agree on is that every Christian could and should be able to do this, right? Every, we all should be able to believe in Christ enough to help someone that needs help, right? We want to love our neighbor as ourselves. And by God, if I was sitting on the road and I couldn't walk, I couldn't work to, say, to feed myself or my family, Yes, I would want my neighbor to love me like that, right? Yes, I want to love that man how Christ loves me. Yes, I want to love my neighbor as myself and heal that man, right? And I think every Christian deep down in our heart, we see that man that's blind. We see that person, that little old lady that she, that's not even that old, but she's crippled and she's barely getting across the road and we want to stop our car and get out and help him, but we're too concerned about what people will think. And so we drive on by. Do we? Is that what we do? Is that what Jesus would do? We want to take a minute here and just dive into this here. Hosea chapter 4. Let's go there real quick. You see, there's a, there's a seed that's been planted here in God's people, right? Whether you realize it or not, if you're saved, if you fulfilled Romans 10, you believed in your heart, and then you confessed the name of Jesus out of your mouth, you're saved. You entered into a covenant with Jesus Christ, and he saved your soul your spirit from definite destruction and hellfire, right? You are saved. And now, Jesus said in the end of John, I think it was John chapter, between 14 and 17 there, where he was addressing the disciples, he said at one point, he said, look, I only give you one commandment, and that's to love your neighbors as I've loved you. So we've been bought and purchased, and a seed has been planted in us. So I have a, I have a garden with my wife, and we... Springtime comes around, we have seeds in our hand, we have a choice. Do we plant these seeds or do we just, you know, are we even that concerned about a garden this year, right? We can just go to the grocery store and buy seeds. But now we're looking at, uh, you know, maybe maybe is there a new COVID? You know, is there a new, is there a new pandemic? Are we going to be able to buy groceries six months from now? And so now I have a question. If I can't buy groceries with my wife six, eight, nine months from now, Whose fault is that, that I didn't plant those seeds? That's my fault. I had a garden, I had perfect fertile soil, and I had seeds, but I didn't plant it. Listen to Hosea 4. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. People of God, listen up. For the Lord God has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there's no truth, no mercy, no knowledge of God in the land. Whose fault is it today in America that there is a near majority of people who are willing to espouse a candidate of either evil, 
You, I don't care who you want to say is the best one, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. They both represent a party that is mired in evil. Both party has lied, sold out millions, killed thousands, and here we are, voting for the lesser of two evils, or are we? Let's, let's hear this out. Let's hear what God's talking to his people. There is a burden on God's people. There is a burden of responsibility for the seed that has been planted in our hearts. The seed of salvation that's been planted in us. God gave to us. And he said, I have saved you from, from hell as I have freely given. Go freely give. So let's read this in Hosea. Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord God has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, my people, because there's no truth, no mercy, and no knowledge of God in the land. Listen to what my people are doing. By swearing, in verse 2, by swearing, lying, killing, stealing, committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Therefore will the land mourn, and everyone that dwells there will languish with the beasts of the field. The fowls of the heaven, the fishes of the sea will be taken away. Listen to what he's saying. These, if you go back in Deuteronomy in 28, he talks about these are all the curses that he told them would fall on the heathen. These are the promises that God gave for those who wouldn't believe. For those who would fall before the feet of them that believed in him. And now he's saying, because my people has tried to blend in with the people of the world. They've done the swearing, the lying, the killing, the stealing, the committing adultery. They've been blood touching blood. There's been murders in my people. How many people embrace the word of God today and then say, I think it's a woman's right to choose to murder her child in her womb. Why are God's people not different from the world? Why can you go to any grocery store and say something about Jesus Christ to almost anybody in passing and 70, 80, 90% of the people you pass will say, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. God's good. So they'll, they'll give the mental assent of Christianity so there's no threat of death. This isn't Soviet Russia where there's anti-God anti sentiment. There's There's polytheistic worship systems in some countries, but this is America where people still pretend to be Christians. There's no threat of jail for talking about God. And yet, we, God's people, are swearing, lying, killing, stealing, committing adultery with the world. Blood touching blood. What did, what did they say? What did God say? Jesus Christ? If you think about hurting your brother, if you get angry at your brother and want to hurt him, that's murder in your heart. Hosea 4 verse 2. They reach out, they break out, and blood touches blood. How many of our hearts, how many of us Christians in this land of plenty, this great prosperous nation of America, that God is... That God made a place for believers to believe without threat of death or persecution for so long. And yet, we want to blend in with the world. Listen to what he's saying. Thy people, in verse 4, in verse 4, well, hold on, let's go back to verse 3. He said, listen, the land's going to mourn now, and everyone that dwells there 
Even the beasts of the field, the fowls of the heaven, the fish of the sea will be taken away. For there's not going to be the prosperity that I promised for you because you rejected me and committing adultery with the world. So let's keep going. It said, verse 4, don't, don't let each other strive. Don't approve each other. For your people are as they that strive with the priests. The ones that are supposed to be correcting God's people. Well, it says you've rejected the correction. And now the verse that we all we all love to quote. In verse 6, my people, this is God weeping. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But let's not stop there. We all love to say that and then follow that up with a hearty, mm-hmm. Why is this person not preaching truth? Mm-hmm. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They don't know. But no one wants to read the rest of the verse where it says, because you have rejected knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. You had the seed. You had the garden. You go to, you go to Food Lion. You go to Lowe's. You go down to the grocery store. You go to work every day. But nobody there knows that you serve the most powerful God in the universe. Nobody there hears the ground shake when you walk in because you don't walk, on, walk in and say, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. I'm preaching this to myself right now, brothers and sisters. If you're listening to this, mourn with me for God's people. Mourn with me for a nation that's not afraid to walk opposed to God's word. It says that in the days that the children of Israel walked with their fathers, walked in the ways of the Lord, it says the inhabitants of the land shook. They didn't shake because it was God's time to let the children into the land of Israel. They shook because God's people were united in the promise and in knowing their time that they were in, and they came to conquer. This is our job to conquer right now. If we're going to the temple like Peter, James, and John. I'm sorry. Peter and John. They weren't prayed up. They just had a God that they loved. They said, I've seen Jesus do this. I don't know with Jesus forever. Jesus is in me now. This is the promise. This is Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. The mystery that's been hidden from the ages. Christ is in me now. So, I don't... It's faith in that name now. It's it's time to be different. I had to add this to the end of my last segment because I, I messed up the audio. And I'm still learning how to do this podcast. So I appreciate everybody being patient with me. I'm still working on my mics and on how to do audio and other general adult things. But... It's time to be different as Christians. And I, I know I'm not the only Christian that feels this call. And, and the key is to do something. Every single one of us can do something. I've been blessed to have that God has shown me some ways that I can do a little something. You know, just, just wherever I go, just to, just to be God's hands and feet wherever I go. But... As I look around the nation and I see the pervasiveness of lies, I just, 
I want to be stronger in the truth. And I know all Christians should feel that. All of us. We have light inside of us. Light strives with God, with darkness constantly. But if you have the light in you, it's stronger in you than any darkness out there. And I just urge you, if you're listening to this and you're not a believer, go read John 3.16. Go read in the book of Romans, chapter 10. And look at how simple it is to just believe in your heart that there's a God that loves you enough to be with you wherever you are, to love you wherever you are. And there's, there's some of us who... We're in horrible, horrible, undeniable sin, but, but Jesus Christ rescued us. There was, there was a man who, who rejected Christianity. He walked away from his parents, and he told them flat out to their face, you know, I'm done with this. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gay. I'm going to go live that lifestyle. And God loves every person. But this man, he went, out, he went down to Hollywood, and he, he did his best to make it big, and he was living the party lifestyle. He goes over it in his book immensely, you know, in detail. And because there was a man that had the cojones to walk into a, a, a coffee shop on Sunset Strip, right down there in the main drag, where, where anything goes in Hollywood, where you can be... Anything you want to be there, whether it's against Christ, whether it's whether it's true or not, you can you can say you're a potato if you want to. You can say you identify as a as a human, dog, wolf, man, female, whatever. And it, okay, sure, that's cool, whatever. But this, you know, people are too afraid to stand up for truth. But this preacher, he had he had the wherewithal to walk into the coffee shop and have a Romans Bible study in the middle of Hollywood. And this caught this man's attention. Said this guy wrote in his book that he wanted to give these guys he wanted to give these guys a hard time. He really wanted to kind of bust their bust their chops a little bit. And so he started talking to them and, and wouldn't you know it, the goodness of God calls men unto repentance. The love of God, the goodness of God calls us all to repentance. And this man Less than a year later, is writing a book about how God changed his life and saved him from his sin, saved him from his lifestyle, dramatically changed his life, and he's brought several people from those lifestyles to Christ. And you just you look around at this, and you and it, we all know that <clears throat> what you know when there's when there's darkness around, it, it changes people. But why don't we know? on the same level as Christians, why don't, we, why don't we fully believe and invest in the fact that light changes people too? Look in the beginning of John, chapter 1. We said the light shone in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Let's be that light. Let's be that light that shines in darkness. And the darkness is going to hate it. They hated every prophet since the beginning of man. They hated Jesus. They might hate us. Who cares? Let's be different. Let's be the change that we want to see. And I know it sounds so cliche, but we're, we're in Christ. We have the perfect love. We have the, the perfect love that calls people to repentance. It called us to repentance, right? What did we deserve? We didn't deserve it. Let's go love some people. God bless you for listening to this and uh, for having patience with me and my 
technological skills. Love you.